You're listening to Games from the Cellar, the board gaming podcast featuring authentic board game conversations. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John and Sam to play HeroScape. Honey, tell us about HeroScape. HeroScape, designed by Stephen Baker, Rob Davio, and Craig Van Ness, was first published by Hasbro. I remember Hasbro. Yeah, everyone. Hasbro's still around. It's like the hugest gaming publisher in the world right now. Learn something new every day. Anyway, Hasbro in 2004. At the time of this recording, HeroScape has a 7.4 rating with 8,100 ratings on BoardGameGeek and has a ranking of 438. It is a 2 to 4 or more player light complexity game that should play in about 60 to 90 minutes. Fun fact, this is my favorite game. Wow, I guess I should probably learn something about it, huh? I mean, you don't have to, but just know, this is my favorite game. Okay, then I won't. So thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with HeroScape. You know what else is important? Having an SD card Having in the recorder. Having an SD card plugged in. All right, take two. This is HeroScape. Never heard of it. Come I'm on, guys. totally unfamiliar with this game. Come on, guys. <laughs> you got to be a little more excited. It's HeroScape. <laughs> HeroScape. There you go. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. I'm so glad... Steven spent half an hour putting this beautiful map together is, and not me. This is the ultimate larger than life game. I mean, it's this like, is the ultimate toy game. Yes, it, it exactly. is. It's like, it's it's almost like a lifestyle game, mm-hmm. like 40K or one of the other miniature games. With, but Without it, the pain and suffering that without, goes along with it. Yeah. yeah, without all the pain and suffering. Yeah. Or at least there's no pain and suffering involved on my end. So Yeah, and it, and it shows up out of the box pretty, and it's got a million little pieces. Yeah. And granted, this has not been printed in uh, 15 or 20 years well, at this point. Well, I don't think you could do it now. I don't think it'd be economical. I agree. The, <coughs> excuse me. The, the good news is, is that there's so much of it out there that for $100, you can get yourself set up pretty doggone easily. You may not be getting in a brand new box, but there's all kinds of stuff out there for anybody who wants to try it. I mean, you can get a base set and a bag for like $40. Yep. Yep. And yeah, you don't need a box. I All of my HeroScape is stored in, in big plastic tubs. Mm-hmm. And, it, it and that seems kills to be... me a little bit more every time I see it. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, the box, I mean, the boxes are big and unwieldy and they... They tore very easy. And the pieces were very carefully put in, and you, there's, you just can't, after every single time you play, reinsert all those oh, pieces. No, I just meant you just have all the point. figures loose in this giant plastic tote. Uh, just, but they're tough, so, I know so they tough. survive. I know, they're tough. He's but talking it, about finding particular no, figures. No, I am talking about how they just, like, rub all together and jostle and mm. they get dumped and every time i play with it every time i play this game i think of my foray into warhammer and i'm like oh but they're tough it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter they're tough they got you know the they've got the bendy weapons but it's all right yeah i mean some of the spears are kind of curves i guess and some of the guys look like they're laying down but you know that's just that's heroscape that's yeah. how the figures are Yep, and everything comes painted. You're ready to go. Lay it out on the map and get started. And the rule set is as intuitive as they get. Things mm. just make sense in HeroScape. So, I, I you know, this this game kind of gets it on four different places. There's there's this whole puzzle building aspect to it. There's a collecting aspect to it, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's a, a, a almost like a like a, a role play. There's a there's an adventure play pretend that kids just love, even if they're not playing the game. And then finally, there's the game itself. With mm-hmm. this, even the advanced rules are very very straightforward. Everything makes sense the way it works, and you just you throw a lot of dice, and and so you you sometimes you get bad patches of luck, but sometimes you get great patches of luck. Everything comes around. It's just it's it's a good time every time you play. Yeah, really the only difference between the basic rules and the advanced rules is you flip the card over and you use the special abilities. Yep. That's really the only difference. And maybe line of sight, there might be some line of sight differences between the two, but honestly, there's no reason unless you're playing with five-year-olds to play the, the basic the, the, game. The basic no, go straight game. to the advanced game. Yeah, I do like how all the different units have different, most of them have Ran, you know, weird abilities and do random things, and you're encouraged to stay within your faction, but it's not a requirement. Um, yeah, there's actually a lot of synergies 
between factions that you I mean yeah but you are you are like a lesser player so, if you mix and match poorly. Well, no, John. so there's there's <laughs> factions. So there's what six factions, I guess. The uh, we're playing with um, what Jandar and Utgar, Utgar, and your your how, your how many three factions um, do you have, John? I, yeah, actually, I do have three factions, but Wait. my 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 main faction is uh. I'm gonna turn the card over. Is um, Vidar. Vidar. So, so a couple of Vidars. So I think there's six factions. So in addition to factions, there are also different subgroups. So for instance, I happen to be playing with all humans where there could also there can also be all a group of all orcs or a group of all elves. So there's groupings of that nature, subgroups that all that can all work together as well, mm-hmm. even though they're in different factions. And and there's also like profession, there are soldiers. Now, a soldier may be a Roman soldier, maybe a World War II soldier, but whatever. And there are th- there are special things that apply to soldiers differently from others as well. So yeah, there's, so four there's or five different ways yeah, they mix and match. There's three different layers of synergies that can be possible. So yeah, I mean, if you build a bad army, you build a bad army. But it's possible to build good armies that span different factions. Yes, and sometimes surprisingly so mm-hmm. that things seem to work out that yeah, you but almost didn't intend. Stylistically, though, I just feel like it's a poor choice. And that's still right. So and and that's so that's another part of the game. That's what I'm talking about. There, there, there's a part of this game that is, you know, well, you know, if if, if, if I'm going to play uh, World War II, I'm going to play World War II. Or if I if I'm going to do the if I'm going to do the Western guys, I'm going to do all the Western guys. I'm not going to mix it up. Do you put a dragon with Western guys? That's just not right. Yeah, I want to be the samurai. Why right. would I have a Viking with my samurai? So, 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 so you can you yeah, can show John, up to game. Can you night. imagine choosing an army that isn't stylistically themat- that would thematic? Be crazy, that would be nonsense. Sam. That would be crazy. Yeah, we've done it anyway. We have done it anyway. I know. What do you mean we? I mean, you've got dragons and okay, dragons and orcs. Great, dragon and orcs, and a dinosaur being ridden by an orc, a weird guy. It's He's an, an orc. orc. I mean, I have Vikings and. Uh, Irishman. Okay, that's totally consistent. See, and mine are consistent as well. Oh I, yeah, I'm, you I'm sorry. have. I I'm have, sorry, they're Scots. Sorry. I I have Revolutionary War soldiers, um, genetically modified gorillas with cyborg attachments. What is, for all intents and purposes, a Medusa. <laughs> and then, of course, the the token uh, Native American character as well um, into the mix that he's actually like a normal human. So yeah, okay, I, I see the. There's absolutely no yeah. no symmetry here at all. No, yeah, I, it's no. a complete mess. Yeah, this no. is Heinz 57 over here. Yeah, and you know, sometimes, you know, when you've got limitations on how you build your army, so for instance, we're playing with 350 points. Which is exactly what I have. And we also are playing with 10, base, 10 bases worth of figures, which is exactly what you have. Uh, you know, you have to sometimes work within those confines. So it's not like, and on this particular map, you could field 10... Roman le- ten squads of Roman legionnaires. Yeah, it, me- it meets the it meets the point spread, but you don't have enough spaces to put that right. many Roman legionnaires out. So all I'm hearing is a bunch of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you could you could spend the points on them, but you've only got ten spaces to put people out. So I'll just bring them in when they die. You, you usually I I do play an army that is kind of a grouping, but this time that just didn't feel right. So every time you sit down to the table, you can do whatever. Yeah, you want. yeah, and, and that's, there's that's and there's part so of the much fun. variety to choose from that you can really go in any direction. Yeah, know? and and the last few times that I've played, I've tried very hard to make a, you know, make the conscious decision to play factions or play armies or play play figures that I don't normally play because I typically go with the gruts, the orcs. Or I typically go with the 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 Valkyrie, the like the Valkyrie type um, angelic warrior people. So those are the two factions I typically go with. But you know, this time I'm trying out the the Vikings, which I don't think I've ever played. So I'm pretty interested to see how this goes. Right. So, uh, any parting thoughts on um, what didn't we cover from the last time? Well, just, just some lot. basic rules is you have these right. little shields that tell you which units you're going to uh, play in in which order, and then you roll bunches of dice on attack and on defense. Yeah, so I guess the basic running gear is you have four order markers, one, two, three, and X. And so you place out these order markers on your cards, 
and basically that's going to be the order in which they move and activate and attack. So um, you'll you'll flip over your one or you'll turn your one around and that'll be the army that you you use. Next person will do their one and the next person will do their one. It's back to you. You do your two, so on and so forth. The X is there as a bluff. Uh, you can play with it or without it, but it's always kind of fun to look over at how your opponent's order markers are being set up and kind of guessing, all right, is he actually taking a double move mm-hmm. with Memron or is one of those a bluff? Right. I'm hey. going to put all four order tokens on the dragon. We need to put them on the Gruts because the Gruts give the dragon the... I know what I said. <laughs> I didn't misspeak. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, um, yeah, it took me about half an hour to put this map together, but I tried my best to integrate as many features as I could. So I have some walls, I have a couple of outcroppings, I've got trees, uh, I even have the, the Morrow swarm in the middle just to block line of sight and look really cool. And finally was able to put a bridge into a map, uh, it doesn't seem like bridges would be hard, but for some reason they kind of are. It's because they're a set length. They're set length, and you got to get them up to a certain height, and then you got to build around that. It just—I I don't know. I'm happy that I'm happy with the map that I built, and uh, you know, I'm hoping that it provides a pretty good experience for I us. Think so it's very nice. I'm ready. How to get about into it. we get to it and uh, you know, battle for all time? Let's let's kill us a dragon. <laughs> oh man, I want Grimnak to eat a musketeer. <laughs> It'll happen. All right, so the battle for all time has has finished, um, and the the dragon has been vanquished. Yes, indeed, and yeah. and the tyrannosaur as well. Yeah, that damn tyrannosaur. <sighs> That's how you know it was a good game when it elicits that did kind a of lot reaction of damage. I mean, just ate my six health hero. Oh, that was a great roll. And six health. That's, that was a great roll. And I mean, on top of that, his ability was the... Um, the more damage he took? The, the more damage he had on him, the more dice a squad attached to him got to roll. Attack. Yeah, then he should have so walked you, up you to the one thing hurt. on the board that could eat him. Yeah. I, You know, you I was not expecting shot. you to roll a... Uh, was it like a 17 or something, right? It was you a need to roll? 16 or higher, so it was a 25% yeah. chance. Okay. Well, I was expecting to... I mean, I put a hurt on that, on Grimnak before... You did? You did. Before you swallowed mm-hmm. me whole. It was very, very uh And, and, and that, was, that was a team kill. Steven's guys came in and really softened oh, yeah, Grimnak this, up. This was really a 2v1. Well, you know, Did Sam, you guys even attack each other at all? You, yeah, yes, we did, yeah. but you inserted yourself okay. square in the middle and, and went completely on offense. So in, <laughs> in the cool. true <laughs> spirit of HeroScape, you took two great big lizards and went right down the middle and went after everybody. And that's, that is what makes HeroScape the coolest game on earth because you can just completely throw in with wild abandon and just yeah. hope for the best. And you know what? You don't mind losing at Heroescape as long as you do it in a in, in a legendary fashion. Yeah, I went out in style. I'm not complaining. It was yeah. fun. And you know the the game's only an hour. Uh, this yep. particular game was only an hour, so yep. technically we could we could probably squeeze another game in. And when your games are that short, who yeah. cares? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, don't it, and and don't don't think it too much. Don't don't try to be too strategic. Don't try to be yeah, too safe. Yeah. I mean, I could have wiggled the dragon around yeah, for a while, could've. and but that would have been lame. So instead, you, you, I just you don't do it. That that's I right. That's breathe no fire guts, everywhere and, no and glory. died. Right. Yeah. So 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 at, at, at one point. Steven's hero is charging up the bridge. The dragon is on the bridge. Steven is charging straight at the dragon. The dragon breathes and misses. I mean, it's straight out of Arthurian legend. Yes, and and Steven's hero gets up and keeps charging straight at the big lizard. I mean, it was it it was just it's it's larger than life. Yeah, and you you just you don't get that out of games with with little wooden meeples and and you know playing a card to move a guy. It's just it's not the nature of it. I mean, yeah, uh, you know those types of games. It's abstracted out. You kind of use your imagination here in HeroScape. It is in your face. Yeah, it is, yeah. and you know you, you kind of got to play into it a bit, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. You, you can't play with you know you can't overthink things. You can't go, oh well, what's the most strategic way to play this? I think you, I guess you could, but it's not as fun. 
and, that's and, for tournament play. But but yeah. but but even I mean, at one point your dragon was facing the wrong way, and you want to breathe, and I'm like, you can't do that. You what are you doing? Are you breathing between your legs, and you're just like, oh no, she's just gonna fart. That's that's how <laughs> that's the breath weapon this time, and it's just that's that's the kind of humor, that's the kind of of just over the top that Heroescape brings. And by the way, it is within the rules for her to breathe, breathe behind straight her. backwards. Yeah, it's essentially you get a straight line off of either base in any direction okay well that's fair enough so it's not it's not six lines that she has access to it's actually 10 lines that she has access to okay because she has two different base hexes that she can be shooting from she's got a long stretchy neck john yeah and 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 frankly when when you are the biggest lizard on the board everybody is worried about you as much and you you, you, you know it was funny because that was that was the initial thought but then grimneck yeah, Grimnak, Grimnak came became in, became a problem, and just kind of went. Uh, I just gobbled up your character. And so like, Grimnak oh, is a is a Tyronos, I guess a Tyrannosaurus. He's, he's kind the, of he's an orc riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's yeah. kind of eel looking. Yeah, it, and it's yeah. There's an orc on its back. You sometimes forget there's an orc riding him. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, he just not only does he get to attack with a normal attack, he also gets to eat. Just swallow people. Yeah. yeah. So if it's a regular guy, he just gets to eat him. If it's a hero, you got to roll a sixteen or higher. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. Suck it. And, and Steven and, got mad. And 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 I forgot that you could just eat a squad guy. Just walk up and gobble him up. And I think that was how one of my gorillinators went. It was. Yeah. And you just said, "Yep, that's the end of him." And I'm like, "Ooh, okay." So apparently, all focus needs to be on Grimnak. But you had a squad of orc guys that allowed you to double attack because mm-hmm. the orcs get the ability to allow some other character. It's with called whatever. beast. It's called bonding. Beast bonding. So that was beast bonding. I had human bonding and hero bonding. So so I'm looking at it and thinking to myself because because I can see where your shields are and I'm like he's got more shields on the orcs. I'm better off killing the orcs because once the orcs are dead, Grimnak doesn't get to do this thing anymore until he puts a marker on Grimnak. Yeah, so, have to wait for the next round. Right, so so Sam came out with this highly tuned army. He had two nice bonding things going on that allowed him to do a whole lot more. I didn't have any bonding at all, but I had a couple of, of, of pretty solid guys in my back pocket, including a woman that essentially stares at you when you drop dead. So that was a pretty solid piece to have in my back pocket. And I had the 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 Brave Arrow character who I really didn't get out and get a chance to play because Grimnak wandered right into the middle of everything and that became the center of the battle and everything had to focus there. So the, the game told its story. I mean, with a couple of us making a couple of different key decisions, Sam running Grimnak into the middle of everything, it's like, okay, that's where the battle's going to be today. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're along for the ride whether we like it or not. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if I consciously made this decision or not, but I did not take any ranged units, and I don't know why it ended up that way. But having a full melee team against, well, your team was all ranged. Yeah, mm-hmm. John was almost all ranged. And yep. then you've got Grimnak that just eats everything, and the fire-breathing so dragon. You don't want to be next to it, and, and, the, and you had archers and archers. It uh, it was going to be an uphill battle, and, and and for a minute there you sounded pretty tragic, Stephen. You I mean, sounded like, well, there's no way I'm going to win. I might there as wasn't well any just way I was going to plunge win. in. If we had con- if we had completed this game, you would have mopped the floor. With I, I would have finished off your last couple of guys, but yeah. you know when the second huge lizard falls over, us mere humans on the table all sit there and say, "Hey, man, looks- we good." <laughs> Looks like plenty of barbecue for all of us. <laughs> yeah, man, we good. Let's sit down and yeah, eat. Yeah, and, and, you know, I lost, um, but it was a lot of fun, right? So did you really lose? If you uh, had a good time, did you really lose? No, not really. And and, and, and you you gave every bit as good as you got. So there's a, there's no shame in that either. I mean that 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 was a, that was a good battle. And you know it's funny. I'll come to this game and I'll go. Well, do I really want to spend the time to pick out the guys? And then you play and you're like, oh yeah, this was absolutely worth the time to get pulled out. And, and yeah, and it was fun. Yeah, I mean I'm the one that set up the board, and I th- I can't remember if I mentioned it the first time when we weren't recording or if I mentioned it the second time when we were. But you know it was 
at least a half hour investment for me to get the board set up. So, you know, the reason we don't play HeroScape so much anymore, because if I had the space and could have a HeroScape board up all the time, we would play a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I essentially have to take down the HeroScape board every time my in-laws come into town because uh, the space that we're using here in the cellar is actually our in-law suite. And so when they're in town, obviously I have to put all the toys away. But, you know, there's a certain aspect of putting the maps together that's also fun. I get that I get that it might not be for everybody, but for us, or at least for me, it's a, an enjoyable part of the game is to, you know, think of, have a vision in your head of how you want the map to kind of be and then digging through the pile, the, the bucket of pieces that I have because I've got like three base sets and then one of each of the terrain sets and then at least one of each of the expansion. So I got a bucket of terrain and just putting it all together and making something that comes out and, you know, has good play on it is is, is actually pretty rewarding. And, so And this turned out to be a great map. It's got a couple of pinch points that worked really well. <laughs> And uh, and and it, there was favored ground, and there were a couple of spots where the battle really went into the favored ground, and that that I think that made a big difference on how all of us were approaching the battle. Yeah, I mean, I kind of gave up the high ground about halfway through, or even a little bit earlier, because I wanted to dig in, right, and, and just kind of get into to melee, and that worked. It was a ton of fun. It worked out all right for me. Um, but if I'd taken a slightly different force or I wanted to play things a little bit differently, maybe I wouldn't have given up the high ground. Maybe mm-hmm. I would have would have camped I, out on the bridge. I, I honestly thought you were going to stay on that, that ground, on that one end of the bridge where there was a lot of higher stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be shooting uphill. And that's... And honestly, if I, if I had your army, John, mm-hmm. I would have. And I would have just sat up there on that bridge yeah. and I would have just rained fire down on both of your heads all yep. day. Yeah. Um, but as it was, about half of my army was melee only. And I was like, well, you know what? Let's let's get stuck in. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I built, this, I built this map thinking that Chris was going to join us tonight, but he had a, an engagement that he couldn't get out of. And so, like, there were, there are parts of the board that just weren't touched. So there's a little deciduous forest over on John's side and there's some ruins on our side where if we were setting up in the four corners, those two areas would have come into play more. But because I set up in the middle to kind of make a triangle, the middle of the board became the focus. And that's kind of where all the action happened, yeah. except for the bridge with, uh, with the dragon and, uh, and Finn, the Finn, Whatever Finn's name is, Finn the, the Dragon Viking. Slayer now. Finn the Viking Dragon Slayer. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you came to us. You came across the middle of the board. Well, I, I had to. You I, had to. I was a melee, so I had yep. to. I had to close the gap and engage. Otherwise, you would just kind of pick me off at range. Yeah. So so once again, this game that is now um, just shy of twenty years old proves itself still fully capable of just producing a great time anytime you you want to set it up and get it out and play and you know for games like this I, technically i guess it's a dudes on a map game it's a combat sort of game um the line of sight rules which can be very confusing in a lot of these games are very simple if you know you put your head down on the side of the board and if you can see from your guy to the other guy that's line of sight and you can take that shot um, some altitude gives you an advantage and it's very easy because the altitudes are very discreet. The pieces just, uh, the, w- the way these puzzle pieces set together, it's very easy to tell. You get plus one die if you're higher, you get plus one defense die if, if, if your attacker is lower. So, uh, it's, the rules are about as simple and as straightforward as you can get, which makes it really aids in the, in the flow of the game. Since the rule set is so simple, you are focusing on that drama um, you're making the jokes. You're talking about the fact that you've got, you know, redcoats fighting against Vikings that are fighting against dragons that are fighting against whatever. I mean, it's, in a lot of ways, everything that's going on on the board is completely absurd, but somehow completely intense both at the same time. And I, I do really like the map. I mean, I think the the map should get some credit for just making it a mm-hmm. really easy game to play. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played some other, you know, dudes on a map games, and terrain can be a hassle. Yep. Right? You're right. Especially because you, like, you want it to be interesting, but then you get into, like, hills, and it's like, well, how do I put my guys on this hill? There's not really a space for them to stand, and they're going to fall down, and I've got this big old tank that just makes things awkward, and it's... But here, it's all very simple, right? You've got everything's in discrete hexes, and there's... You know, yeah, there's level. There's very distinguished. Uh, there's very distinct levels. Distinct levels, and then you know you've got features that block line of sight, or if you're adjacent to them, they provide you with uh, you know defense, but defensive bonuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know if you if you walk in water, you have to stop. Yep, it's that easy unless yep. you have water walking, which and, is an ability. And at one point, Sam, you were looking to put memoring down below the bridge down in the water, and the the rule's pretty simple. Hey, if if you can't stand the guy up on the spot, then yeah. at that point he doesn't go there. Yeah, so memoring the model wasn't, wasn't going to fit. The wings were too bad. Yep. were too big. The, the so. shape of the model aids in, in in the way the game is played as well. Yeah, so, so the the base would have fit, but with the way his wings kind of are flayed out towards the top, uh, the bridge would have. Wouldn't have, allowed, wouldn't have allowed him to lay flat on the uh, on his base, so yeah. that would have been an illegal movement. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's really cool how because like all right. So the other thing with the bridge is, I believe it's five hexes off of. I think it's five hexes high. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So it's five hexes high. Most squad figures can fit underneath the bridge. There are a couple squad figures that have their swords up, like they're holding them up in the air. They cannot fit under the bridge because their sword is in the way. But some of the other ones could. So doesn't fit. The Gorillinator can fit. We're actually pushing guys under the bridge right now to see who fits and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Does it fit? <clears throat> so it's a super simple system that, I mean, you can't ask for this kind of simplicity. And then when you... You know, when they're building the figures, when they're building the armies, you know, they're taking all this into account. But as the end user, it's it's very easy. It flows. It's very intuitive. And, you know, it shouldn't take a person more than five minutes to figure out how to play HeroScape. Yeah, because it's just so intuitive. It makes sense. It feels like a beer and pretzels war game. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would certainly have you know a glass of scotch or a beer or two or three yeah and at the same time it's a game that you could play with your seven or eight year old and still have a blast and frankly your seven or eight year old kid could have two of his friends over and they could play it as well because Mm -hmm. the rules are straightforward enough that that's okay yeah and you know that's the other thing it's very scalable so yes one-on-one is the way to go but you know you can play 2v2 where you know you've got two people on one side of the map and you're trying to take out the other two people on the other side of the map i've made a six player map Mm -hmm. where um for the first like four rounds you cannot attack the two people to your to the to your left and right but you can attack the three that are across from you okay and then after round four it's anything goes it's a there's a kit to it that you can just make whatever kind of rules you want and you know the other thing that you can the other thing that people do and there's a whole subreddit that's dedicated to it is people use this as a role-playing system really yeah so they'll huh. they'll build like caves and they'll and build their world you they'll mean build you their use... world and use uh you know the terrain and everything and then they'll use the monsters that came in the D and D sets, or some of the ones that come in the. So you, you know, mean the components, not the rules? Oh, both. Both, huh? I wouldn't have guessed there was. So enough. they do. Co- they do combat with the HeroScape rule set. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, I don't that you know I haven't gone that hard into it, but I I imagine there's a modified. I, I wouldn't have guessed there was enough meat on the bones for this rule set to be used for an RPG. Yeah, um, it's it's fine for a, a light war game, but it, yeah, I suppose it would depend on how much um, how much advancement your characters have and how you would set up yeah. those, how those rules. Yeah, work. I mean it's it's all there. I haven't explored it, so I can't yeah. really. Speak I mean, to component it, wise, frankly, I'm I'm in the back of my head. I'm toying with you know I could go on eBay and get some of this terrain. Yeah, and it's and, and considering what it is by by modern standards, it is crazy and expensive. A hundred dollars gets you in two feet. I mean, you 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 are all set to go. All the I mean, fr- frankly, need. the problem is it's all hexes. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think I have any system right now that uses hexes. Mm-hmm. You can convert okay. them, but it's an adjustment. But part, part yeah, and you know, I've I've discussed this before. I like team games because it allows you to buddy up with somebody and have them you can coach them you can help them because you're working on the same team and it gives you the ability to take somebody who's younger or somebody's less experienced and help them ease into a game that they don't have otherwise and this is a game and, and i've done this i've done this with my boys a friend of mine brought over his boy and we had a all-out battle great big long map boys on one side Boys on the other side, everybody rushing towards the middle where the people that start on the left side of the board are all one team and the people that start on the right side of the board are all one team. And and it just it just works absolutely as well as a team game. It can be uh, individuals where you can play three, four, five, six, however many, and everybody's against everybody. Uh, you can mix that up any way you want. And it's just the, the, the core rule set is just so foundational that you can take it in any direction you want. Yeah, so I was just looking through the... Um Master Set 3, the Battle for the Underdark Heroescape um, Instructions. That's the D&D version. This is the one, D&D right? version. So okay. it's not a role-playing system, but it's kind of like a role-playing campaign that you can do. So, Like Gloomhaven. I, yeah, I would say. So essentially what you do is you can either buy four sets or you can build each room one at a time and play through. Okay. And so what happens is you go into the first room and the first room is called like the altar room or something. And there's a glyph in the middle of the room and some monsters that are surrounding it. And your objective is to secure the glyph and defeat them like half the monsters in such amount of time. And what it does, instead of leveling up your characters, you get glyphs that you can take from the first room into the second Mm -hmm. room and into the third room. And they augment your hero. So it might be, um, you know, use this glyph to give you plus one health or plus one whatever. Or it could be use this to blow up an area like like a fireball or something. So, I mean... There is a lot that you can do. Like a creative person could go really crazy with a standard HeroScape set and have a completely different game that is still HeroScape. I mean, that's one of the things that I like about HeroScape is I think every time I've played, you see totally different. I mean, yes, part of this is to do with your collection, mm-hmm. Stephen. But every time I play HeroScape, I see totally different units. The board's totally different. But all of the units have different abilities, mm-hmm. right? And it's like that's it, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. So there's similarities, <clears throat> and you can kind of see like, okay, these are balanced if you look at the points and the stats. But I mean, frankly, some models f- feel like they're better than others. Yeah, it and they are, and they are, it, and, and that's the point it, system allows you to, yeah, to even that it, out. It doesn't feel like a perfectly balanced game, and that's okay. Yeah, it's still a lot of fun, and you just just you know. Be a good sport about it. Uh, right. And and the game kind of lends yourself to that yeah, good sport. But I, I think the system is flexible enough to allow for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's not like we've talked a lot about some games very being very polished, mm-hmm. being very tightly tuned. Um, and here Escape isn't. It's me I would say it's medium tuned. It, it's it's well tuned, yeah, but it's not tightly tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, there's, there's evidence of that. Um, I'll shout out heroscapers.com. It's the heroscaping community gathering place on the internet. There's a project that they've been doing where they've essentially gone through all of the retail of retail available heroscape figures. And I say retail available re- heroscape figures because, they as a community have designed hundreds of additional figures that you can yeah. 3D print out or you can repurpose your own figures or, um, you know, they use Heroclix figures uh, for, you know, these different as proxies. But I digress. There's a pro- there's a project that they've done where they've gone back and revalued all of the Heroscape units that you could that were official units. And they call it the Heroscape Delta Project. And essentially what they've done is they've, I guess, through hundreds of plays and 
maybe cross-referencing abilities and stat blocks and whatever, they've adjusted the, the, the values of all the different units. And what you'll see is there are probably, of the hundreds of units that there are, there are only like seven that are way out of whack. Hmm. The rest of them... I mean, I, I, I briefly glanced at this document, and I say briefly, like, I looked through the entire list just to see what I thought was broken, to see if it was broken. Mm -hmm. There were only, like, seven units that stood out to me as, like, over 20 or 30-point variants. The rest of them are within five to ten points of each other, of okay. where they naturally were. So, I mean, so all they that to say... They out a little bit when they did the development. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so, I think... So, frankly, my, my biggest issue, it isn't that some units are more powerful than others because that happens it's whatever mm -hmm. you pay different right. points for them who cares the problem is some units are boring compared to others <laughs> oh yeah i mean there's always filler <laughs> units right it's like okay what does this guy do whatever like i had all these orcs and they rolled dice i guess but they aren't as exciting as playing a dragon or something like that yeah sure. well, i mean it's, it's like, like the even it's like basic infantry goes there's more interest but, but when we were picking sam one of the things i pointed out to you i'm going through a whole set of the cards and the and the, whatever the faction is that's the red pieces and i'm Gar. like these are the ugly pieces. And some people <laughs> love the the, the, the the guys that are skin with red on them, or they like the oh, the, mar the marrow kind of that's like... Yeah. Yeah. Some people just love that stuff. And I'm like, no, I would much rather be playing the Roman legions. I would much rather be playing something like that. And it's just, I think everybody comes to the game and they've got the kind of things that they like to do and they grab their guys because it doesn't matter what your hobby is. Your guys are in this set somewhere. There's somebody here that's going to appeal to you. And, you know, that, that was another fantastic thing about, you know, the original release of HeroScape. It was a conglomeration of, like, every theme possible. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got your you've got your Roman Legion. You've got these nasty-looking Maros, which are, like, half-decayed. Swamp They're undead people, people. Yeah. right? I mean, you've got zombies. There's yeah, zombies. There's, there's zombies. There's, zombies. there's you have dinosaurs. Have, there's giant the zombies are hilarious. There's, there's samurai. Yep. There's men everything. in black. There's I, Valkyries. Yeah. There's yep. robots. Science fictiony stuff. There's yeah. robots. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, the zombies are hilarious because you have to have line of sight on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to essentially headshot the zombies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the sense of humor is there. As yeah, well. I mean, and that's all within the framework of how this game works. And and that's that's what allows it to tell the story. Absolutely. The fact that they, they found ways to make that part of the game. And, you know, I, I, I remember when I was trying to buy sets of zombies back in the day because I missed that wave. I was buying them secondhand on eBay. They were going for ridiculous amounts of money because that was about the time that... Was it Last Night on... No, what was, what was the zombie game that came out after Last Night on Earth? Like it, it was, there was a zombie game that came out around 2012, 2013. I do not. There was like all the rage, and essentially what people were trying to do was make a HeroScape version of it. So there were people with like ten and fifteen squads of zombies, and the idea would be to start at one end of the map and have the zombie hordes start at the other end of the map, and to get all the way through them. You didn't have to kill them, but you had to break had to a past them. You had to huh. break a wedge through them huh. was the one scenario I saw. And I just thought it was really cool and ingenious and just goes to prove that with a little creativity you can really come up with some really interesting concepts with this system. So who who won? Who do we start with giving ratings? Um, I, I, I think if the game had played out, I think John would have been our eventual victor. I think so. He did still have an untouched hero. He had an untouched hero. He had mm -hmm. two, um, two riflemen and two a rifle cyber gorilla. And, a, yeah, so and, and, and one, right. One I had one hero it. with some damage and one, uh, one, one, um, well, one guy, one dragon slayer. One dragon um, slayer. That's right. <laughs> Dropped a dragon. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think I think had it uh, played out, I think John would won. So let's let's and, do the thing, John. And I think it's fair to give Sam last word because he had the most glorious death. He did. <laughs> he did indeed have the most noteworthy death uh, on the board. So let's start with John. John, let's do the thing. So so through the years, I my tagline for this game has been quote damn near perfect game end quote, and it's just it it hits on all the different levels. 
it's a, it's like Lego where you get to build and, and create things, um, that can be quite beautiful. Um, it's, you can collect, you can, you can, you, you get wrapped up in the characters. So there's a, there's sort of a role playing aspect to it and you use funny accents depending on which characters you're playing. And you definitely can pick favorites yep. and have favorites. Like for the, for a long time you had Sergeant Drake Alexander as a bumper sticker Absolutely. on the back of your van. And Absolutely. How many people are rolling around with hero escape bumper stickers? <laughs> and, and then on top of it, and, and those are the sidelines. I mean, the, the game itself, the actual game, the combat game, when you play, that's the fourth thing. I mm-hmm. mean, so you got to get to the fourth thing before you actually get to what the game is. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, as sevens go, this is just the most dependable, most most go-all-day game. And um, if you want to, you can build yourself a couple of 1,500-point armies and play this all day long on a rainy Saturday and just have a great, great session. Yeah, if you want to see some crazy setups... Again, go to HeroScapers.com and take a look through some of the gallery. Uh, you can also go to the HeroScape subreddit. It's not as active as HeroScapers, but, I mean, there are maps that are, like, tens and twenties of square feet yeah. large. Yep. And I've seen people with, like, there was a guy that I think was able to recreate the Battle of Helm's Deep in HeroScape. <laughs> wow. And I looked at it I looked at that and I'm like, that is amazing. That is something I will never accomplish. <laughs> not with my collection and not with how much money I'm willing to spend on HeroScape. But you know, good on you, dude. That was that's amazing. Um but yeah, it uh it's just it's such an amazing it's just amazing what you can do with this system. Um, you know, there, there have been times where I've had like two or three boards set up next to each other that were small, that were designed for, you know, two people to get head to head and into battle, like within the first turn. Uh, there was a time where I built a, a, a map that took up an entire pool table that had distinct zones like there was a mountain with some with some glacier. There was a volcano on one side. There was a cave. Well, it was an abstract you, of a you, cave. You, you you had climate zones. There on were climate your map. zones. There was a castle <laughs> in the middle, and you know it was just this big monstrosity that you know I had a hell of a time designing. Like I probably spent two or three days designing that map and you know just that that to me was fun and we played it and it wasn't as fun because we weren't close to each other but you know what i did it and it was it was it was great and there's a picture of it somewhere i just don't know where anyway there's just so much that you can do with this system that i can't imagine giving this any other rating than a seven because (laughs) i mean it's literally one of my favorite games. It's no matter no matter anything that happens, this one is always going to be in the collection. Yep, and, and exactly. At least in some in some yeah, capacity. This, this this is a game that may need to go into your will so that there's not an argument when you pass on. Yeah. So, Samuel, it is now your turn. Why don't you? Before before you give your rating, why don't you eulogize your your good friend Memoring? Memoring? I mean, yeah, Memoring. Uh, see, really, in my mind, the main character here wasn't Memoring. It was Grimnack. 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 Yes, I agree. Right, Grimnack was was out here. Neck Le- deep in bad. Yeah, he, he he led his squad neck deep into the vicious human ambush trying to clear the path of his good friend memoring to escape um is he painting us as the bad guys he is painting us as but, the bad guys you know you know he he ended up falling he, poor, he put up a good fight and he poor fell innocent grimnack. <laughs> poor innocent grimnack oh, was, grimnack. No, was no, no, murdered no. in cold blood and you know memoring <laughs> just kind of lost it and and she could have escaped. She could have just flown away, but she had to try and try and make it try right. And, and try to avenge Grimnack's murder. That's right. She had to try and avenge that murder. And it didn't work out. But you know what? It was a close thing. 
Um, I enjoyed this game. Uh, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, and, and to be honest, what I really, it, now I've thought about it some, um, it reminds me of the skirmish war games that have come out. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, like Necromunda and Warcry or. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, even like Unmatched has a little bit of this. I know we haven't played Unmatched yet, but I've got a set and I've been reading up on it and watching videos. The, but but this has a, for lack of a better term, a toy aspect to it. That it those does have a toy touching. aspect to it. And, and I think to a certain extent that gives you permission to to leave your adulthood to one side and just fall into this like a kid and scream and yell and yeah. and like I said do the stupid voices and 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 pretend to breathe across the other players when you're playing a dragon. Yeah. And like I want to sit down and like oh I want to get into this, right? I want to come like right up a like I don't know, rules for a campaign where you play different battles with different forces and there's a plot and it really makes it it makes me feel like a GM, right? Mm. Like wow. when you're running an RPG, I'm like, yeah, let's get into it. Wow, right? maybe there's five parts to this game. I hadn't considered I that. Because I wasn't I was not playing this game to win, right? From like turn two on, I was playing this game to tell a good story. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And it was a blast because mm-hmm. normally when we play games, I play to win. You sure do. <laughs> and <laughs> you're, and you're you looking, do win. You're looking for all of the loopholes yeah. and yeah. for the best figure. I mean, and part of it is also like if I had handed you all of the character cards last week and said, all right, take this home and pick out your army, you probably could have found the best army possible. Uh, I yeah. think he did pretty good. He certainly I mean, did better yeah. than I did. Well, I mean, sure, but I, Grut, Grutz and Grimnack are, yeah. that's, a, that's an easy... Yeah, they're, they're pretty best. I didn't look through all of the cards. Yeah. I looked through about half of one of the two stacks you guys had out and, when and I you, got and here. And you found your matches. And, and you I was like, them. well, these look cool enough. I don't want to spend all night picking out an army. Oh, man. If he had seen or taken the Deathwalkers, that would have been hilarious. I, I feel like the Death Walkers have Sam written all over them. Are they the zombies or Next time. else? No, they're like, um, they're cyborgs. Uh, yeah, they're okay. like the evil cyborgs, the Death okay. Walkers. Yeah. But no, I, I like picked... Like one of them basically walks into a middle, like a group of people and then explodes <laughs> and kills everything within, I think, four spaces of it or something. That's pretty cool. It's, it's ridiculous. It's pretty cool. No, I, I picked a thematic force with two big stompy monsters because yep. I wanted to have a good time. And then yep. I ran them into the middle of the board and killed a bunch of people and it was fun. Um, so your rating, Sam? My rating, you know... I got to give it a seven. Right then. Yeah. So there is consensus this time. All three of us give this game a seven. You know, it's ridiculous how we can finally agree on the the pedigree of a particular game. Like, usually one of us is just way off in left field, and some of the other ones, some of the rest of us are like, Don't see where that's coming from. Why can't you just like this game like the rest of us? I I think we've reached a consensus, and this is... I I like this. I really enjoy, like John was saying, there's a a toy aspect to this Mm -hmm. where it's just like, you just want to mess with it. Yes, exactly. You just want to mess with it. It's like, like with Lego sets, right? When I was a kid, I I had a Lego bucket, right? And I would just dig through the Lego bucket and I'd build whatever and mm-hmm. I'd, you know, mess with stuff. And now that I'm an adult, I'm not terribly interested in a Lego bucket. Because there's not enough, like, there's not enough colors to do everything in the right color and right. the brick sizes don't match. And, and the they things don't look just, like dragons. And they, they just don't line up right. But you, yeah. go, you go buy a Lego set. I got a, like, a diorama of the Star Wars trench run. <clears throat> and you open it up and the bag is like... 80% little black and gray pieces that you kind of slowly assemble into the diorama. And it was very satisfying. It was very fun. And it was really complicated mm-hmm. as like Lego building goes. Yeah, Lego's gotten real ridiculous. Right. And it felt, it didn't feel like a toy. Right. Yeah. The Lego has become the new model, like yeah. modeling kits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and HeroScape reminds me of when I would just like 
look in the Lego bucket and go, what can I make with this? Yep, exactly. You'll, it's, your imagination is forward in, in, instead of back. Yeah. Yep, no, I agree. All right. Well, that was that was a pretty epic game of HeroScape. Um, gentlemen, I thank you for joining me and playing one of my favorite games. Anyone else got any parting words? Wasn't this on your top ten list? Um, it was. Uh, it is. Uh, and we'll talk about it again when we get to our top ten list. So, yeah, by the way. We don't normally do top ten lists or top lists or whatever. We you know we normally do our just the game that we're playing. But um, I think for our twenty fifth episode, we're going to do a top ten list. So keep an eye out for that, mm-hmm. and um, should be fun. Additionally, we do have a Discord server, and you know I and the intros and the outros and in the show notes and whatever. I mentioned the Discord server, but. We really want to push for people to participate in our Discord because what we really want to start doing is having you guys and gals pick the games that we play. So uh, if it's a poll that I put up and you guys can vote on it or if you want to suggest games to us and uh, if there's a consensus, uh, I would I would like to uh let you do that for us uh you know broaden our horizons or yep, maybe get to see something new maybe uh there's a game that uh, we have that we haven't played that you want to hear about or you know you have a favorite game and you want us to trash it because uh <laughs> you have bad tasting games you know <laughs> as long as it's not a racing game i think it'll be all right and so we need everyone to go to our discord and vote for racing games Uh, (laughs) it's essentially what we're at but no check out our discord uh it's gonna be a lot of fun it's new so you know um are you going to give instructions we will will certainly say hello how to access the discord at some point uh i mean it's it's in the show notes there's links in the show notes there's links on our website games from the seller.com so yeah from the website um from the link tree on our instagram or our twitter page um the show notes, uh, there's links everywhere to our Discord server. Feel free to join us. Drop us a line. Uh, most of us are there pretty much all the time. So, uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from you. John, Sam, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about HeroScape. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, gamesfromthecellar.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on Board Game Geek. We look forward to hearing from you.